0: maybe you would expect as a designer coming in that you will do a lot of prototypes, but hey, what a surprise you'll start doing, you know, workshops and presentations and talk to, to people in Slack 24 seven. So sometimes it's it, it comes with all sorts of, um, yeah, unexpected tasks that you're supposed to do.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Honest UX Talks. I'm joined as usual by Anfisa and we are going to discuss a topic that's extremely juicy for anyone looking to break into the UX industry, for any aspiring designer out there or people who are starting to explore the industry in their first early days. So the topic for today will be, is UX design for you? which is a question that we probably, I at least get a lot on my Instagram profile. I'm sure that Anfisa gets as well. So people, uh, I think it's absolutely natural that you ask yourself, am I right for this profession before you start putting in a lot of effort to transition into it? So we are here to try to answer this question and to try to help people orientate in their early days and understand whether the effort to break and transition into the ux design role um, is right for them and uh, of course we won't promise um, absolute truths and absolute uh, unique answers it's uh, we'll we'll touch on a lot of nuances and uh, different perspectives but i think it's a topic that will be very valuable for a lot of people so uh, before we move on into tackling some of the questions around this big question, uh, I want to hear how Anfisa's week went. So Anfisa, how was your week?
0: Okay, so welcome everybody. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in for another episode. Super excited to have this topic today. I'm pretty sure we'll a lot of people could benefit from it, even the people who are already in the industry and still asking themselves, am I a right fit? Am I am I doing it uh, because I'm a good fit and stuff like this. So I think it's a definitely great topic to tackle. Um, My week was interesting. (laughs) Um, My week was interesting because as you just, yeah, as we just discussed privately before starting the recording, I kind of, you know, you've been already pretty much throughout this journey with me as I was discussing the new launch and the new rebranding and new content strategy. And now basically, I was just discussing with Joanna that yesterday I kind of made up my mind that I don't think that Instagram is working out anymore. And I know that some people were shocked, everybody was asking me, like, what the heck? You just you just started this whole thing again. And I'm and, and, like, they were asking why. And the reason behind is pretty simple, honestly. It's just um, it's just not working out. Like the effort you put into it the amount of you know valuable content you create it's just not the proper place any longer Yes, it's been a while since Instagram was around. The community was really active and really amazing the last two years. But honestly speaking, like from, I guess, half a year or so, I can see that it's it's just not educa- about education any longer. It's much more about entertainment, socializing, fun jokes, um, reels and engagement, but really not much more about the nerdy stuff that I want to share. And I'm still excited to share a lot of you know, resources and goodies and interesting points and lessons I'm doing throughout the journey. But Instagram is not the right place any longer. And if I want to, you know, keep pursuing this, it's like you know, knocking the door with the closed door. It's not the right fit. The people come to Instagram for different reasons, not to educate themselves, not to learn something, not to gain interest and insights. So yeah, as hard as it sounds, I'm kind of parting my ways with Instagram. I'll try to still stay there for, you know, all these jokes and, and fun and maybe stand in touch with the community because I think it's amazing and you guys are just rocking it, honestly. But honestly, yeah, I will try to change my strategy in terms of content positioning and move on to other platforms, more text-based platforms, such as maybe uh, Email List. Uh, I already started the Telegram channel. Medium, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm kind of open right now to try out new platforms and maybe start building the new um, yeah, Medium for for writing and preparing, also the book, I guess, uh, because the writing skill is something I want to focus on moving forward at this, yeah, in this year. So. That is what it is. I'm very sorry if, you know, I have right, I disappointed somebody with, you know, making this big boom launch and then kind of moving away from it. But I need to be honest, the more I push something that doesn't work out, the more I frustrate myself, the more I'm kind of living in the illusion that something will work when it's not. So I just want to be agile and kind of, you know, be open <laughs> and try and do other things that could work out better. Um, so, yeah, that's about me. How about you, Joanna? <laughs> First
1: of all before I go on and answer my uh my experience with the last week I just want to say congrats on Fisa. I think it's very brave because I know that you put a lot of work into building the Instagram community and it's been uh, 5 years and you you've been like the pioneer of Instagram uh, content uh, for UX designers and I think that it, you're really brave and powerful and courageous to say okay this is this doesn't work for me anymore because I think many people it's like a bad relationship in which you simply stay because you've been it for a long time and I think it's really brave to end it and I think that indeed uh, you will find platforms on which you could bring uh, you could feel like the value that you put out there reaches more people and um, yeah you'll feel happier with what you're doing so yeah congrats for uh for uh for the courage and in terms of uh, how my week went um yeah it's been an intensive week working on the school um as our listeners may or may not know i am launching a um, ux design uh school it's it's more on the realms of a boot camp but we're trying to not necessarily um, label it as a bootcamp because we're trying to correct some things that we know don't work in boot camps. And so, yeah, we're working heavily right now. while uh, We're finishing up the website. We've prepared a video in which we're discussing our mission, our vision, uh, the values that we have. And so it's getting uh, uh, super real. We're very close to launching it and uh, to not only announce it, but also start the first cohort people already are showing up uh, interested. And so it's really it's really exciting. And this is taking up all of my free time apart from the baby time. And so, uh, yeah, anybody who's interested, uh, check out my Instagram where I will be uh, posting all the information, um, my Instagram, UX goodies, <laughs> where I'll be posting all the information around the school and um, what you have to do to apply and uh, start learning UX design with us. Yay. So with that...
0: Yeah. Well,
1: so <laughs> it's looking exciting. forward
0: to this. I'm I'm just like, I wish I would be a newbie right now to take your course. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but anyway, yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh yeah. So uh getting back to our topic for today, is UX design for you or is UX design right for me? a question that anybody uh, moving into the design industry or considering to move into the design industry uh, will ask themselves. And so I would say that we start by um, uh, kind of circulating between ourselves some ideas around um, which are the qualities that uh, prove uh, to be valuable. Um, in the UX design role and by qualities I kind of think more about soft skills because of course the answer will never be oh you need to learn photoshop you need to know photoshop that will make you a good designer it's obviously not true we've been through it in another episode about tools but um, yeah what are the soft skills or attributes that uh, can can make you valuable or can help you succeed as a UX designer what are your thoughts on this
0: That's a great starter, I think, because interestingly enough, usually people will start from the opposite direction, right? By learning tools and hard skills and thinking that once you have done, you know, once you build your portfolio, you're using some great design tools, that's it. Whereas, yeah, I love that we are framing it from the different angle, that maybe a good starter is not to learn the skills, the hard skills, um, but actually to think about your personal Traits um, or characteristics that could indicate to you that it it could be a good fit for you to start as a designer as a UX designer at least. Um, so for me personally, this is like a, a very very broad topic because honestly speaking, I think that UX is very cross-functional, meaning that soft skills are hyper important. Um, even if we talk about like the ratio hard skills to soft skills. It's very hard to say. I think it's very different from company to company. So depending where you are working, in which context is a design agency, which is a bit more about hard skills. Is it a uh, product company? For me personally, it's more about soft skills. Is it something in the middle? If you are working as a freelancer, you basically need to wear all the hats from A to to Z. (laughs) So it's like you need to be super unicorn. But long story short about the, you know, the UX design Soft skills, I think that, again, the ratio could be different 50-50, 20-80, 60-40, it depends really where you are. However, soft skills are a part of our work, you want it or not. It's something that you need to hone. Otherwise, it's very hard to succeed in whatever context you are working in. My personal opinion is that you have to focus on sort of soft skills as a fifty percent of your portfolio. It needs to be an asset. Without soft skills, it's very hard to find a good job that satisfies your needs, has efficient processes and communication in place, and you know doesn't frustrate any anybody in the end as a result. So it is a very important. There are a bunch of skills. Uh, I think. Any soft skill you take, there is definitely an application for it in UX design industry. My personal intake on this is that I think most importantly, you have to start with being an open-minded person. <clears throat> I don't even know if it's a soft skill. I think and it's a maybe it's 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 a it's attribute or it's it's a characteristic of a person that you can work on. I don't even know if it's a skill, but I think open mind is super critical because being open-minded means that you're able to listen. You can trust, you work on your emotional intelligence, you work on your emotions in general. You're um, you know, you're not the person who is trying to argue all the time and then you know being defensive and all of that. It's it's the person who is willing to be open and to listen and try to understand and try to find solutions and maybe um yeah, negotiate the solutions if needed. So it's it's very critical and important. So for me personally, it's almost like an entry point to your soft skill. <laughs> Portfolio, if we can say so. Um, Specific skills that I think are super critical for designers are such skills as empathy, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, emotional intelligence, and some others. And why I think those skills are quite important for designers is because empathy helps you to understand others. It basically builds this rapport between you as a professional and 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 the people, right? Who you, who you are designing? So it's about understanding emotions of others, listening to them, care about them, understanding what are they are saying, be, be understanding what they are trying to say between the lines. Like when you develop this empathy skills, <laughs> even though I know that the people are saying that empathy is very overrated, I think it's super important. You know, asking yourself, are you able to listen to what they are trying to say? So when they're saying something. Are you uh, thinking about the next question you want to ask? Are you stressing out about being able to ask all the questions that you have prepared? Or are you actually trying to be open and listen to what they're saying and asking a lot of whys and trying to elaborate on what they're saying? So just extend it on what they're saying. Um, So for me, yes, it's about focusing on them, not on yourself. Communication, obviously, is also a skill that you can develop. It's about being able to articulate your decisions, being a rational person who can back up their decision solutions questions can yeah can articulate basically any decisions you're doing because communication is the key in collaboration and just like we have established ux design is very cross functional industry where you have to work with different different people and sometimes wear different heads so being able to you know speak different languages is important and also being able to articulate your solutions is important um collaboration obviously negotiation facilitation all of that part is very important um critical thinking again are you jumping into conclusions or are you asking questions are you asking broad um open questions first rather than you know trying to validate your your decisions already or you're actually asking people open-ended questions so um yeah being being able to be open and not jump into conclusions and critical think through every single answer and and inside you derived is important and i guess final final point would be here the emotional intelligence because i think you know, being able to be a better person for the team is super important. It affects the you know, the company culture affects the um, company processes, it affects the satisfaction level, how people are working with you, how you're dealing with the hard situations, hard moments, um, how you're managing your bad moods, are you again defensive when somebody is telling you that design doesn't work out, so all this part, I don't know if it's like something that you have to develop before you jump into the profession, but I'm definitely sure you will develop those skills as soon as you start working as a designer. There are definitely things that you can work out throughout, you know, know uh, your life so some skills don't necessarily need to be connected directly to your design journey but I think that um, those are the skills that you will definitely need to apply in, in your you know in your practical work um, yeah it's been a lot what about you what about your understanding
1: <laughs> I think that you already touched upon some of the things that I also find important uh, many of uh, the things you describe for me fall into the realm under the realm of a uh, self-awareness, which I think that is essential for not just for any designer, but for any person in the world, for any human. So self-awareness, I think, sits at the um, at the core of being able to observe yourself in a net net neutral way, to understand your biases, to be able to let them go, to not be a person who creates conflict, but let other people Uh, be and observe them and observe your interaction so yeah i think that uh self-awareness is something that i want to uh state by itself because i think it's super powerful and i think that you could foster uh self-awareness um through practicing introspection uh journaling is another powerful tool that will help you with um with improving this life skill and also uh therapy for anybody who wants to explore their inner world and their past and their connections and how their brain works. Therapy is something uh, super valuable as well. And I think that self awareness will set you up for success in whichever career you choose, but especially as a designer where you really have to fight biases, just like you said. Also, you already touched on critical thinking, I love uh, the critical thinking conversation because I think that it's it's the best way by which you're sure that you don't get too attached to particular ideas, findings, insights, solutions, so critical thinking will help you reflect in a neutral way at the design process and be able to actually serve the users and not your ego tendencies and so uh but it all it will also help you with uh with operating with systems with being able to make connections so it's really another life skill i'd say that will prove very uh, valuable as a designer also problem solving skills in general is something that Basically, the UX design role entails solving problems. So this is what you will be doing as a UX designer, solve problems. So if you're a natural um, enjoyer of solving problems, then this will definitely help you be a good designer. And the last one that I want to say is something that I think you also touched upon, uh, being able to deal with criticism. Because as a designer, you'll be getting a lot of that. And I'm not talking about toxic criticism necessarily, but your work will be critiqued. Your work will have to be updated, amended, iterated. The users will many times not understand your intentions and that can be frustrating or hurt your ego. But that's why... uh, working at your uh, abilities to deal with criticism is super important and if you have so just to wrap up this uh, long part of our conversation if you have some of the qualities that, or attributes that we just listed then uh, even one of them can make you a good candidate for becoming a ux designer so these Uh, types of attributes can set you up for success in your uh, future or current design career and so i would love to uh, touch on another thing that might set you up for success and that is the background that you come from and i'm curious to hear on fisa i know that we previously discussed uh, backgrounds in a different episode but i would love to touch on upon it briefly and maybe hear your thoughts around Um, are there any backgrounds that are particularly valuable when transitioning into UX design or do you feel like any background can work very well Uh, Mm. um, just just want to hear your thoughts on this
0: cool yeah I also love this question I think it's definitely it would at least solidify some um, some answers that I I know a lot of people are asking especially if you already have invested in some industry in some profession and now feeling maybe I should have to start from from scratch again so my quick answer is well, there are a lot of professions there that have transferable skills that will, you know, will help you to not start from scratch, that will already kind of um help you out to dry, to break into the industry much faster, especially if you definitely mention those skills and explain how they could be helpful, at least um just like you said, you wanna being self-aware and understanding how those skills could facilitate the design process is something super important. And if you kind of help your managers, your design managers to, you know explain up front how you can be helpful in a team you're doing a great work for them already you're helping them out to make make decisions if, if if you're a valuable asset or not so there are a lot of those transferable skills in different professions in my opinion and I actually did those notes right now that um at least helped me well i did it, i did the notes sort of converge on what i think could be the greatest uh, fits but Just like you said, I think anybody can transition. It's just going to take a little bit more work or more experience to get there. But you can definitely transition from any background. On my personal subjective opinion, the best transition journey happens when you come from psychological background. Honestly, again, it's just my personal perception from the students I had from. And honestly, like most of my students are coming from different backgrounds. So that's how I make those patterns (laughs) in my mind. But um, I I saw the best results from people who are moving from psychology backgrounds. Um, There are definitely great skills you can transfer from marketing, from development, from graphic design, obviously. Um, from any other similar design industries, such as interior design, fashion design, and even support and sales. Those are all things that are always work hand in hand with design. And so you can imagine that 50% of the 50% of your portfolio is already in your pocket. So you can already use those skills, um, most likely. But uh, let me quickly focus on on those three top um three, four, I guess, three or four professions or our backgrounds that I found most valuable because um, the psychology, for example, I think that you already have the mindset, you have pretty much all the soft skills that are needed. You already have the empathy, you know how to conduct the research, you know how to work with insights, you know how to converge insights, how to make decisions. So it's very, very critical and important part of anything we are doing. But of course, with the psychology background, um, you still need to understand the design process, how it is different from what you have been applying before, and definitely focus on your visual communication skills. Um, Those would be the parts you need to particularly focus on. Um, A lot of psychology background people I have been working with, they were really great at thinking, but they definitely need to focus a little bit more on visual representation of their skills. Um, Marketing skills also those, this industry is already, we are working under the same umbrella, so you probably are already in the same boat almost, but, and so yeah, you kind of know the terminology, you know how the industry works, you already have a lot in common with what we're doing, but it's tricky because you most likely have developed some patterns, um, you know, on how to look in the market, how to understand the problems, but not from the design perspective, and you will have to work a little bit on Changing or updating your habits—it's almost like with similar languages, right? It's confusing. Like me, Ukrainian—I'm learning Czech right now, but and I understand so many things, but I cannot say anything in Czech. So that's the same shift should happen in your mind. You, you know how things work, but you have to constantly work on, you know, adopting this new language and understand how it is different. So you'd have to work a little bit on adjusting. Um, development, obviously, it's definitely a great skill to have because you know how to communicate already with people. You know how to speak the language of one super core important um, stakeholder. And um, and that means that if you learn you know, if you develop those soft skills and hard skills and understand the process, you'll be a super effective player in the team. And the graphic design, obviously, you already have the visual representation skill in your portfolio and your pocket, but you still need to understand the design thing. Can you work on your soft skills? Just like you said, you need to be open. You need to be able to embrace the feedback and understand that it's ba- it's a good thing, not the, the bad thing that somebody criticizes your design. So there are soft skills that you would have to work on, in- including communication. In Open Mindness, but um, again, just like I said, pretty much anybody would have to work on those skills, no matter where you are at at your journey. In the beginning, or already somewhere in the middle, um, I'm pretty sure that anybody can transfer their skills and also um, develop them further on and uh, become a better designer. It's just a matter of how much time you spend and effort, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that you pretty much touched on the components of my own opinion. So I'm just going to wrap it up. Um, Yeah, I think that there's no background that can't work as uh, in the UX design profession. So I've seen brilliant designers with medical background and I've seen brilliant designers with law Mm -hmm. background. So, indeed, the backgrounds that you listed are probably, let's say, the usual suspects for setting you up for success. But at the same time, I just want our listeners to know that there is no restriction as to what background you can come from. I came from a banking background, so I was working in a big bank and had no idea and no education, uh, design education. So, but it worked well for me. Uh, So, yeah. I don't think there's a a limit as to who is allowed in the design industry. And I think that just like you said, some skills are transferable and you just have to make use of your experience, your particular experience and a set of skills acquired through your uh, background and bring these valuable um, assets, if you want to bring them to the design process. And this will also give you a fresh, innovative, angle and perspective and probably will make you even more valuable so just for the last question before we move on into uh, sharing our top uh, three uh, f- ideas for today i'd say we quickly touch on um another brief question that i think can help people understand whether they would be happy as ux designers whether ux is right for them uh they i think that anybody asking this question should also consider what they will actually be doing as ux designer so in order to understand if a particular profession is right for you then you have to deeply explore what that profession entails what you will be doing on an everyday basis and whether you enjoy that or you think yeah you, you you'd like to spend your days doing all sorts of ux activities so just quickly maybe list some of the most common activities that you are doing um, in your design profession, and then maybe I add some, and then we move into the top Actually, ideas.
0: Actually, I would like to turn the table this time. <laughs> How about you start? Because I've been talking a lot this in this visit, and I really would love to hear your opinion. And then, based on what you said, also supplement to what you have to say. So please start this time.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> you didn't cause me unprepared because I have uh, I have some ideas that I want to start with. Yeah, I'm sure so, you
0: have.
1: Uh, <laughs> So um yeah what what you'll be doing as a UX designer um what I've been doing for the past uh Six years as a UX designer is mostly uh, orbiting around users. Many times directly, and other times not necessarily directly, uh, di- direct, but in a way that I'm processing the insights that came out from research. So what I'm getting at is that you will probably spend a lot of time around users, especially if you are an end-to-end designer and you don't have a research team or a research person on your team. So uh, yeah, you will be t- talking to users. You'll be doing a lot of research. This will mean interviews surveys all sorts of uh, different research methods oftentimes you'll mix quantitative and qualitative methods you'll have to be able to extract the insights process the insights so Pretty much everything around research is something that you will be doing as a UX designer. Also, you'll have to be able to, you will be operating with problems, so you'll have to be able to understand what is the problem you're solving based on all the research that you've done. You'll have to articulate that particular problem and circulate it with the team, help everybody understand what is the problem that you're setting out to solve. That's the same for solutions, so when you will be exploring different solutions as a designer, you have to be able to socialize these solutions, get everybody on board with them, help people understand why a particular solution works best uh, better than another. So this all comes down to what you said earlier, that you need good communication skills, and communication implies also presenting your work, articulating decisions, but also getting buy-in from people on your team. Uh, Another thing that you are are doing as a UX designer is something that you mentioned earlier, you're working cross-functionally, so you'll probably be working in teams with developers, with product managers, different uh, stakeholders, so this is something that you have to be prepared for. Uh, even if you're doing freelancing and you're a one trick, uh, you're, you're a Swiss uh, army knife uh, of designer, uh, you'll still be working with the client. So you still have to be able to work with other people into uh, negotiating and finding the uh, the problem to solve and the best solution for it. Um, you'll probably be doing some facilitation uh, like workshops, organizing workshops, getting people around at the same table in order to create alignment, um, and some important other activities will be around prototyping. Um, You'll have to prototype the solutions you come up with, test them with users, uh, gain insights, then iterate based on those insights then prototype again. So this will be a loop of uh, refining the solutions that you uh, come up with. And also then you'll have to um, handle, let's say, uh the implementation phase which doesn't mean that you will implement you you won't write code hopefully because i think that uh designers shouldn't code um you won't write code but you will be working closely with developers for for them to be able to implement your solution so you have to be able to prepare the handoff and then offer support throughout the implementation so while they build your solution you have to be there uh, by their side and make sure that they got everything right that you communicated clearly your decisions and why you're doing things in another thing in one way or another. And so, uh, and also be able to set uh success metrics for your solutions, UX metrics, if you want, and track them, monitor them and continuously recommend, uh, 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 recommend recommendations <laughs> based on uh, how your solution works in real life. So I'd say I'll stop here because then I don't want to list absolutely everything. Although somehow I think I already did. <laughs>
0: no this is great i think it's a great overview you specifically said that in the beginning you will do research talking about to users collecting qualitative and quantitative insights you will then need to analyze those you'll do a lot of analytical job then you will have to articulate those so again that's a buy-in this is like when you try to articulate your decisions and then prototyping skills just like you said and then kind of uh, testing those um, yeah this and those solutions understanding what works what doesn't work iterate on this and so on so it's it's this I think it's fun because it's you'll do all sorts of stuff literally all sorts of stuff you can imagine and cannot imagine sometimes <laughs> so it's definitely a profession that could allure people by being so versatile and so different and dependent on the project you'll probably constantly develop your skills new specialities new interesting thoughts that you never, Thought you will have, so it's it's very very interesting uh, profession. Of course, if you want stability and you want something simple, I don't think it's for you. <laughs> if you want a normal stable life when you constantly do one thing, it's not for you. I think design industry is an interesting field, huge, versatile, cross-functional, fun, um, yet challenging. Yet you have to do a lot, put a lot of effort and and you constantly have to wear different hats constantly maybe you would expect as a designer coming in you would expect that you will do a lot of prototypes but hey what a surprise you'll start doing you know workshops and presentations and talk to to people in slack 24 7 so <laughs> sometimes it's it, it comes with all sorts of um yeah unexpected tasks that you're supposed to do even if I will reflect right now at my position and we have a huge company I think around 10,000 people working in it and we have a pretty big design team. We have researchers, we have design directors, managers, we have um, people who help us with analytics. We have all sorts of designers, yet I'm still wearing, I think, around five hats every time, like starting from being an active participant and um, working we call it three in a box when you work with different partners, developers, marketing people with sales, maybe people with uh, with, uh, project managers and product managers and so on. And so, yeah, starting from collecting all different opinions, expertises from different places, from different locations, putting it all together, kind of being on the same page with all the stakeholders. Then, of course, talking to the users, understanding them, putting yourself in their shoes, uh, doing any sort of research. If you cannot do the research, you go to researchers, researchers and you work hand in hand with them, then you have to digest all this information, analyze this, again, put it into some sort of takeaways present them. Just like you said, buying in and stuff like this. So you you still do all those different things. And then of course you have your prototype, you have to be tactical sometimes, you have to be nerdy sometimes, consistent, uh, sync with different departments, different maybe sub products if you have different products like we do and, and kind of be sure that your solution goes um, in line with the product strategy, with the company strategy, with the company vision, you have to understand high-level vision of the company, your design product vision, and of course, you have to be still able to communicate it with different departments. So, it's still super, super soft skillish in my in my at my job. Every day, I would spend at least half of the day communicating, collecting information working with information and only then maybe I will sneak in some time for, for design and prototyping and then kind of doing my deliverable design job. But, um, but yeah, I can definitely see that it's not, you know, 80 to 20, for example, it's definitely 50 to 50. And sometimes it could be even more communication rather than design. So just like we said in the previous episodes, I think it's, uh, it's not just about hard skills, not about design tools, not about nice design, design deliverables but really all in between and before and 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 support yeah so yeah i think it's it's been a lot we talked a lot about different different things here but i do hope that all of those puzzles would come handy for anybody who's yet yeah, trying to find their themselves in the profession um so yeah i think we can kind of jump into the last section of this episode and talk about the takeaways yes let's do that and um i can start with my top three findings
1: yes. um so my first one i'm gonna relate my top three findings to the questions that we asked so for the question what are the skills or attributes that one uh, can um, use in their design profession i'd say that the number one skill from my perspective is self-awareness uh it's the most valuable one because it will have effect on different other qualities like critical thinking or uh communication skills or empathy and so on so start with self-awareness build on that one that will if you have that already if you're good with um with understanding and observing yourself then this will probably uh make you a good ux designer On the second question around backgrounds, particular backgrounds that help you uh, become a better designer, I think that I just want to restate that there's no background that uh, is limiting or that that won't work. But um, you have to find uh, the transferable part of your experience and bring it to the UX design process and to your UX role. So whatever you do, reflect on it, understand how that might go in hand with a UX design process. Uh, let's say, I don't know, you are in sales and you talked a lot with people and you understood the psychology of persuasion and then use that, for example, to uh, be able to negotiate your solutions with stakeholders in the design process. This is an example. And so the last one that I want to mention, uh, that's regarding to um, what you will be doing as a UX designer. And it's something that you mentioned. It's an idea that I also want to restate. Um, The design role is very complex and it's oftentimes super messy and uh, you have to operate with a lot of unknown and a lot of uh, findings and you have to uh, grasp really complex systems and make connections and so it's. It's not easy and I just want to tell everyone out there who who doesn't like getting uh, their hands dirty with really complicated things that probably if you're looking for simple, clear um, jobs, then UX design is probably not for you. But if you're able to handle complexity unknown, uh, going back and forth, having to pivot, having to abandon and start over, uh, then yeah. That that will probably make you good at being a ux designer and i'm really uh, excited to hear your top three points
0: <laughs> i was just going to say you just changed the mind a lot of a lot of people <laughs> by turning them around <laughs> and saying like oh maybe it's not a good idea to Jane, you know design <laughs> no but uh, but yeah but it's true it's true it's not that Easy as it could look like, you know. Sometimes when you look into Instagram, um, UX designers they are having such a great days. You know, drinking coffee, having fun, talking to users, talking to developers. Everybody's gr- happy. In basically, you're making this world a better place. Yes, but there is always the backside of it. So just keep it in mind, there is always um, work that you have to do, and that's why I think that that this profession is getting so demanded and there is always the scarcity of the talent. People are constantly looking for new great people and it's not so easy to find them. So yeah, it looks like a great place to tune in, but um, yeah, it's not that easy as it could look like from the outside. Keep this in mind. Uh, My takeaways. Well, actually, I think that you did a great job deriving key takeaways from each of the questions or uh, topics we have tackled today. Um, I agree with you about the self-awareness. I love I love that you brought it up. I think it's definitely a great thing. Um, one small thing I guess I would add here, and actually it comes from the conversation I had today with my mentee, um, is that yes, soft skills, hard skills, all important, but it's also important to work on your confidence and understand that if you And it's also coming back to your self-awareness point. So if you know what you're good at, if you know uh, what you can bring on the table, if you know your your own worth and value, it's also very important to build those things and build that self-confidence. And it's hard considering the imposter syndrome Topic we have covered previously, but um, I think it's super, super important. It could be another soft skill that you personally for yourself need to work on and develop. And again, it comes back to the self awareness and understanding what are your key values that you can bring on the table and how can you help in any team. And it's just about matching those um, strong strong uh, superpowers, if you will, uh, with the company you're applying for. Not always you'll find the company of your dreams from the first try. You can sometimes take go through five rounds of different company interviews to then find the perfect match, but you need to know what's worth and you need to constantly keep it in mind and go into any presentation in any, let's say, hiring process interviews or presentation, knowing that you know what you have to bring here. So it's not that, you know, this is the last chance for you to find the job. It's, you know, how you can help them. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't help them. That's all right. You move on and find your company. So keeping all those aspects in mind knowing that you know the process knowing that you have soft skills knowing that you have hard skills but also being confident in knowing what you're good at yes there are things that you can improve we all have those but but still being sure that you know you're a valuable asset it's important to be confident in yourself. Otherwise, if you cannot, you know, convince me as the potential person who's about to hire you that you can, you know, rule my ship if you know what you're doing, if you cannot convince yourself, how can you convince us to hire you? So it's important to, you know, trying to reflect and trying to be strong um, about your good things. Um, this is, yeah, this is extra. It's not the takeaway, but I just, I just wanted to mention this here because I think it's something that many designers are struggling with. My second takeaway is, still comes back to your self-awareness point and I guess the being open-minded kind of point um, that I brought also earlier is that it's it's important and critical for designers, for UX designers, and to work with your ego and super important to uh, be able to be selfless in some points and sometimes like because you are here to help others Uh, i'm not saying that you're servant but you are here to facilitate better communication better products solve problems and so on and so on so it's really not about you it's really all about others this job and so working with your ego and if you know that you have a lot of issues with it and it's normal we all have it and it's mechanism it's protection mechanism that we have developed over our childhood so don't be harsh on yourself but if you know that you have some issues um, just like you want to mention I think maybe it's a good idea to sometimes work with the therapist and work with your ego issues and work them out in order to be a better team member in order to be a better designer and in order to be successful in your career and what else let's just say that this profession is fun (laughs) And you'll never be bored here. That would be it for my side. I don't want to talk a lot because I can talk more, if you will.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anfisa. Uh, I think that we were able, we kind of diverged a lot and we touched mm-hmm. on a, a very broad uh, points of this conversation, but I hope that this will be valuable for our listeners. If anybody else wants to ask us anything around this topic or wants to explore deeper whether UX design is right for them, then please please. Uh, reach out to us on honest x talks on instagram yeah so we will be there to answer your uh, particular needs or uh questions and um, yeah, I think we can wrap up this conversation.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening it through. We are really, we really appreciate your time and your trust. Um, of course, we would appreciate your review all on the podcast, uh, on any podcast medium. So yeah, if if you feel like, feel free to leave your review. We would really be grateful for that. Um, but other than that, I think that's it for today, and we can wrap it up. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a great day there. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye.